This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, Rob Fay Nation can't slow down. It's gonna go. What is going on? I'm Rob Fay. Welcome to your Wednesday edition of Sports Bar Radio. It is the 29th day of September. A little overcast here in the lower mainland of Vancouver. And uh, again, I hope my show finds you well. Today is a tough day. If you're in sports radio in this industry, you never like seeing good people lose work. And today that happened to a number here in Vancouver and even back in Toronto. Let me get you to all of the news of the day as well. We're going to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays and their stubbing of the proverbial toe last night against the Yankees. And they're simply running out of opportunities to get a wild card spot. We're going to talk about the retirement of Manny Pacquiao, one of the best fighters of my generation. And we will also talk about news from the hardwood, the gridiron, and we will even touch on the NHL. But before we get to all of that, let me get you to that one story. It's obvious if you're from Vancouver today, that one story that rises above all the rest. Let me get you to the lead. We've scoured the globe for the stories that matter to you. Okay, well, let's be honest, Rob picks most of the stories, so maybe they matter more to him? Anyways, pull up a chair and let our bartender pour you a cold one because there's a lot going on in your world today. So for many of us that listen to sports radio, and I can't say that I am that person as much as I used to be, uh, a little deja vu this morning as people were listening to Sportsnet 650 making their way into work, and all of a sudden, instead of hearing the usual tones of Scott Rintoul, they got Jim Rome. And immediately, people had a flashback to what happened at TSN 1040 several months earlier when they assumed that they were going to hear more of Halford and Bruff, and then all of a sudden heard an ominous voice telling them, that life at that radio station was about to change. Now, I'm not going to get into the personalities. I think we all know that Scott Rintoul is probably, if not the most likable guy in the Vancouver sports radio landscape. I mean, top to bottom. And to be honest with you, he got an absolute bum rap. I mean, imagine being told in Vancouver that you had to split your show with Calgary and their listeners on 960. Why? So that the corporates could save money and play your show in multiple media markets. Now, a lot of people would say syndication's a great thing, that you're broadening your horizons, and as a broadcaster, the more people that hear you or see you, it's actually a good thing. But when you're talking about hockey, for example, and you've got Calgary, and then you've got Vancouver, two polarizing teams, and you're the one broadcaster that's gotta go on and appease both of those markets, that is just an absolute recipe for disaster, and yet Rinty did as good as he could to try and get it from A to B each and every day, and he had some help. But the one thing that I will say is the formula was a complete bust from the start. The formula was to try and save some money and try to use a show in multiple markets when you're talking about two hot and heavy Canadian hockey markets. I don't know how anybody could have even tried. Forget the fact that there's a Stampeders and the BC Lions and a few other things that have cross-pollination between the two cities. There's no way it was going to work. And the fact that it lasted as long as it did is a testament to Scott Rintoul and his producers and the people around him. And so that's where we're at today, Vancouver. More good people losing their jobs. And you know what? I don't sit here and try to broadcast something to ride the coattails of a rough day. I'll just tell you how it is. Like, if you really want to know how it is, Vancouver, I'll give it to you straight. There's two things that people are looking for in the media today. We're talking about the bean counters, the shareholders, the corporates back in Toronto. 
They either want something that is jagged that will go out and get him a headline so they can get more clicks, more tweets, more relikes, something sharp. Sometimes they'll pass right over the real story to make sure that they can get to that one part that'll help them get a little more traction on social media or a few more papers sold. The other side of that coin is you pay for your news. And I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about teams in this city that have to pay in order to get their coverage. I will never forget when I left TSN 1040 to go to Sportsnet 650 because where the Vancouver Canadians broadcast rights went, so too did I. And one of the broadcasters there said to me just as I was leaving, just as I was saying my goodbyes, he said, you know what this means? And I didn't even need to let him finish his sentence because I already knew where he was going. No pay, no play. That was the actual quote. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, I guess so, isn't it? And I walked out the door. That meant that if the Vancouver Canadians weren't doing business with that group at Bell Media, then they weren't going to talk about them on air. And you'd be amazed how many teams in this city have to pay just for their coverage. Giants do, Canadians do, Fraser Valley Bandits do, half of the teams in this city do, just so they can get a little bit of coverage. And that happens in news, that happens across the board. Because that's what the corporates want. That's what the shareholders want. You don't get real news anymore. You get news from people that have paid to have light shone on them. That's the game. Sportsnet 650 has never been set up for success. I'll say that and I'll say it till the day that I die. Say what you want. But the media in this day and age stinks. And personally, I wouldn't turn on the radio if you needed me to. Because that's not where the news is anymore. Now, I want to talk about two guys that got their walking papers today, because I don't want this to be all doom and gloom. Scott Rintoul, to me, is the standard when it comes to what you would want representing your organization in the media field. I've never heard one person say one thing bad about that guy, and in this industry, that is almost an impossibility. I mean, shit, I'm not even allowed to go on Sportsnet 650. I'm on the no-fly list. Just found that out the other week. Isn't that something? but I guess I've said enough shit about them that I probably wouldn't bring me on there either. That said, everybody loves Scott Rintoul, and there's a reason for that. He's a good guy, he's a great father, he's a good person, and he's unbelievably talented on air because he doesn't just follow the lead story, he brings you all the news and is credible while talking about all that news. The other thing that I'll say, in an industry in this city that is as cliquey as you will find. If you're not in that group, you are on the outside looking in. But Scott Rintoul was the one guy that ever got a big head. He's a guy that would call you up or he would send you a text message. I remember the day that I got let go from TSN 1040 with everybody else. First guy in my inbox, Scott Rintoul. And me and Scott aren't friends, we don't go for beers, but he understands in the sports media landscape that there aren't many of us. And when something bad happens to one of us, it almost feels certain times like it happens to all of us. Like I genuinely wish good things for everybody in this industry. I see these kids at BCIT, I can only imagine what they think as they study to get into this industry, what they must think in days like this. But Scott Rintoul, more than a good broadcaster, a good person. Another guy that got his walking papers today, back in Toronto, Scott MacArthur. Scott MacArthur will always have an unbelievably special place in my heart because when I went out to audition for the Toronto Blue Jays the first time, it could not have been a worse experience. And I'm not talking about necessarily what happened between innings one through nine. It was just the most oil and water experience that I think I've ever come across in maybe my entire life in broadcasting. It was just terrible. 
and it was heartbreaking because I had wanted that job since I was seven years old. And to get there and realize that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be was absolutely deflating. But the next year, I got to go back. And instead of working with Mike Wilner or Ben Wagner or the powers that be who ended up getting the job that I didn't get, which again, I think they're fantastic at what they do, I got no problems losing. But when I got the opportunity to do more Blue Jay baseball games, but this time alongside Scott MacArthur, it was almost like somebody had sent me one person to try and remedy the way that I had been feeling for the entire year prior. Scott was funny. Scott shared the airwaves with me. He listened to my highs and lows and all along the way was a complete professional. What a great voice. And I think it was only a couple of weeks later, came out as a gay man and basically told the entire world that he had been sitting on this for the better part of his life and could do it no longer. I couldn't have been prouder. And he wore that when he went on air and he did it with dignity, he did it with grace. And I think there were a lot of men out there and women who maybe couldn't say the things that he had ended up saying that maybe got the push to move forward because of Scott MacArthur. There are very good broadcasters right now that no longer have a home, be it on TV or radio or even in print if you want to talk about journalists as well. But I will say this, if you can open your mind and open your perspective to what other mediums are out there, you're not going to be out of work for long. But just remember something, this industry is about people. Like the one thing that I remember from the Toronto Blue Jays experience, the first one, is I for years had thought it was about relationships with players and coaches because when I walked into the locker room for the first time along with Ben and the powers that be from Fan 590, a lot of those Blue Jay players came up to me and they're like, Rob, it's great to see you. And that to me I thought was going to show well. I never took the time to know other broadcasters and other producers and I didn't think that that kind of back scratching would play into the equation, but it does. So I just go back to saying the same thing. Be good at your job, learn this skill, know that at some point things are going to go sideways if you get into the general media, but just always know that you can do this, that you can find your medium, you can find your platform. There are people that want to work with you and they're not going to hold your feet to the fire because you're not scratching the corporate back hard enough. All right, let's take a look at the rest of the world of sports. Yes, a little heavy to start. The, a little heavy to start the show. No, we got a lot to get to. I want to get into baseball. I want to talk about all those things. Giancarlo Stanton single-handedly might have snuffed out the Toronto Blue Jays' aspirations for the postseason. In that something when the Yankees clubber who struggled so mightily when he first got into pinstripes is as hot as a pistol at the worst possible time for the Blue Jays. That is so much more. Let me get you to the VIP room. You knew tonight was going to be a good night, didn't you? Guys, the ladies don't want you wasting their time, so get to the point. Ten topics, ten minutes. Hold on to your drinks because we're about to bring you the entire world of sports before the DJ can pull out the vinyl for his next set. Welcome to the VIP room. The VIP room. Okay, no doubt about it, we're going to start in baseball with the American League wildcard. And uh, you know what? i got to pay credit where credit's due. I didn't think Seattle was going to be part of this conversation, but boy, if they fed me a little bit of humble pie, nine and one in their past 10. We talk about the Yankees being hot. They're eight and two of their past 10 winners of seven in a row, but Seattle have kept up with everybody. Boston is sinking like a rock to the bottom of the ocean right now. They've lost four in a row. And when you woke up this morning, Toronto was a game out, but Seattle was a half game out, Toronto with a game in hand. So what do you do right now if you're a Blue Jay fan? You just close your eyes and wish for the best as you do with Seattle, New York, and Boston. 
Here's the problem with the Toronto Blue Jays, and I was thinking about this this morning just before I sat down to do this fine show with you. That run that they were on, where they were 13-1 to start the month of September, simply got them back into the conversation. They would have had to maintain that all the way pretty much to the finish line to assure themselves a spot in the wild card. Now, I'm not saying that they're done, but when you think of what happened around them last night with the Yankees and Seattle winning, I don't know if they're going to be able to get enough gumption here. They've got five games left. They've got to really get some traction here and hope that they beat the Yankees outright. Or... Yankees are gone, and they're simply looking at Boston and Seattle that they got a leapfrog. It all of a sudden, within a calendar week, heck, 72 hours has gone from complete optimism to can the Toronto Blue Jays get there. But here's the bigger question. If the Blue Jays do not get into the wild card, if they fought this hard and all of a sudden come up short, what have the Blue Jays learned as an organization this year? Because I wouldn't call it a collapse, but it's definitely stumbling towards the finish line. Is this good for their players? Or if they don't make it, will it deflate them and have some wondering what they've got to do to finally get over the hump? I mean, you're going to need 90-plus wins to get into the postseason this year. And no matter what happens with the Toronto Blue Jays, they're going to finish well above 500. They will have shown the rest of baseball that they are a young, aspiring team that can, and yet they can't. Here's where my problem lies, if I can really just quickly dissect the Toronto Blue Jays right now. Where is Hyunjun Ryu? when you need him. Remember last year when they had to take on the Tampa Bay Rays and he just got boat raced? In his last start, he didn't look good either. So the question is, is Hyunjun Ryu one of those regular season all-stars who can rack up wins but when the chips are on the table can't get it done? I mean, I hate to say it, but that body of work is starting to build and that's not the kind of reputation that you want to have when you have big games on the horizon. Let me put it to you this way. This young Toronto Blue Jays team is going to be around for a couple of years. There's no doubt that whether they get in this year or not, they will be back in the same situation next year and hopefully can lick their wounds in the event that they don't get in. And if they do get in, if they somehow can capture a little lightning in a bottle, then they can simply wipe the sweat off their eyebrows and get back to business knowing that Houston, Chicago, Tampa, and New York are waiting for them. And I still think they can compete with all of those teams in a crazy year where I do think they've got the offense to compete with anybody in the American League. But they need somebody to step up. They need somebody over this last week of the season to put them on their shoulders. I know they activated Kevin Biggio, but this is where a guy like Vladimir Guerrero Jr., for everything that he has done this season, needs to find one last gear. One last blowout over the last five games where he puts it all on the table. Connectability. I mean, you look at a guy like Giancarlo Stanton. A guy that, while the Yankees were getting hot, was basically the backbone of that offense. I mean, Stanton's numbers over the past week are absurd. In his last seven games, Stanton's hitting 407 with five home runs and 16 RBI. Pull the lens back a little bit, he's got nine home runs in his past two weeks, hitting well over 350. So tonight, the Toronto Blue Jays get Garrett Cole. This is the guy that could essentially put the nail in the coffin as far as Toronto's ability to catch the Yankees, which means they would have to do something very special and hope that Boston and the Mariners falter. The numbers aren't looking good, but this is what big players do in big moments like this. Giancarlo Stanton has stepped to the microphone. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. over his last seven games is hitting 185 with no home runs and no RBIs. That is is not going to win you a most valuable player.
Not to be hard on a guy that is having an unbelievable season with 46 home runs and 105 RBI, but these are the games where they need him to find that one last gear and once again capture that lightning in a bottle. All right, let's go to the gridiron. Tampa Bay has made a signing that I think four or five years ago would have been really intriguing, as Richard Sherman has signed a one-year contract to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Going to cost them $2.25 million to bring in the former boisterous Seattle Seahawks, but it is simply low risk and high reward. Sherman saying, I finally had enough conversations and came to a decision that I'm going to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all of the craziness and then all of the hate and all of the tweets and then everybody's mad because I didn't go to their team, I'm sorry. Buccaneers definitely need a cornerback and even though he is not in his prime, he is good enough. Despite the off-field concerns, he had an ongoing legal situation stemming from a July incident where he ended up getting arrested on five misdemeanor charges, including driving under the influence and a second-degree charge of criminal trespass. Now, since the arrest, Sherman has been in therapy. Apparently, he's in great shape, lost a couple of pounds, and says to NFL Network Sarah Walsh, Tom Brady said to him, quote, you better come here or you're going to regret not coming. Sherman has only played in five games since 2020 due to an injury, but if you remember the year before, he was a pro bowler and the fourth-rated corner overall by Pro Football Focus. Well, another name, uh, I guess you would call him a proverbial blast from the past, Josh Gordon signing with the Kansas City Chiefs a couple of days ago. He will not play this week against the Philadelphia Eagles, which makes total sense. Andy Reid saying on Wednesday he did not expect Gordon on the field when they take on Philly, saying that it will, quote, take a while. It's probably not going to be this week. Now, Gordon reinstated from suspension yet again for substance abuse, has been suspended six times in his career, including the entirety of three seasons, 2015, 2016, and 2020. Patrick Mahomes has no problem bringing him in. He says, quote, we like bringing in good football players. He's a big receiver, and even when he's covered, he's not covered. I'm excited to work with him. The expectation in Kansas City is very, very high, obviously, and now you add to the fact that the Chiefs have started off the season 1-2. Gordon can't get on the field fast enough, and if he is even a shadow of his former self, Patrick Mahomes will go to him most definitely. Well, the Los Angeles Lakers had their media day, and boy, there's a number of new faces. I mean, they're faces that we all recognize, but just seeing them all in the gold and purple of the Lakers is still something you got to get used to when you think the fact that now they've added Russell Westbrook Carmelo Anthony, they've still got Howard, Rajon Rondo. I mean, this is a great team if it's 2014, but yet they could still be deep enough and talented enough that they could get this done. Lakers heading into the 2021-2022 season would get this, a combined 57 All-Star selections and probably three to four Hall of Famers. LeBron saying earlier at Media Day, quote, the narrative about our age, I just kind of laugh at it. Some of the jokes and some of the memes have been extremely funny. What isn't funny was the injury bug that bit the Lakers a season ago. Anthony Davis only got into 36 regular season games last year, but said he feels good. He had a great offseason of training, got back to his normal offseason routine with a strength trainer, so he feels 100% healthy and ready to go. Now, even with the additions of Jordan and Howard, the question remains how much will the Lakers put him at center? He says, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Me and Frank Vogel have talked about it a couple of times, and that seems to be the plan right now. The other question is when you have two guys that like the ball as much as LeBron James and Russell Westbrook do, Westbrook saying in the media scrum that the partnership is, quote, going to work. 
what I do like is the subtle storyline of LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony being childhood friends and finally getting to share the floor for the first time in their legendary NBA careers. Well, to the pitch overseas, Cristiano Ronaldo grabbing a stoppage time winner. Manchester United coming from behind to secure a 2-1 Champions League Group F win over Villarreal at Old Trafford earlier today. Villarreal were the better team in the first half, but got goals from Alex Telles and then Ronaldo to secure the victory. Telles in the 60th minute, Ronaldo in stoppage time. And finally, a little earlier today, Manny Pacquiao threw his social media saying that he is retiring and at the age of 42, ended a 26-year boxing career that saw him win world championships in an unprecedented eight weight classes. Pacquiao finishes with a career record of 62, 8-2 with 39 knockouts. Made his debut in 1995 at the age of 16 from the Philippines, rised from poverty to become one of the most recognizable boxing figures on the face of the earth. And even though some people are taking shots at him because now he's trying to run for the president of the Philippines, it's truly a career that you could put on the Mount Rushmore of some of the greatest fighters of at least my generation. His final fight was a loss, a unanimous outpointed decision to Jordanus Ugas, and some saying that that was the final straw that made him want to concentrate full-time on his political career. Pacquiao said at the end of that fight, I did my best tonight and my best wasn't good enough. But Manny Pacquiao, one of the greatest fighters I have ever seen and was so fortunate to see him live just one time in Las Vegas and uh, never seen hands like that before. All right, let's wrap up at Abbreviated Sports Bar Radio today. My thanks to Chris Perry from Equity Guru for giving me this platform to share my thoughts on sports with you and get you caught up in the world of sports. My thanks to Jay Swing, a producer extraordinaire, brother from another mother, and to you for listening. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day. Galen, thank you to everybody over at Equity Guru. Uh, man, tough day in the industry as far as Vancouver Sports Radio goes. And as I have learned over the years, good things will happen to good people. Until you and I do this again tomorrow, I'm Rob Fay. Thank you for checking in on Sports Bar Radio. Let's do this again just a couple of hours from now. Have yourself a great day. Sports Bar Radio was brought to you by Equity Guru, investment information for the new generation. Visit us at equity.guru and let's make some money together. Please note, any mention of companies on this podcast is part of a promotional campaign, and the information you hear should be a part of extensive due diligence. As well, always get advice from an accredited financial advisor before you make any investment decision. Protect yourself. We are just days away from Vancouver's newest wrestling extravaganza as NEW2 is set for the Vancouver Convention Center on both October the 9th and October the 10th. Featuring El Fantasmo and Impact Wrestling's Josh Alexander. Saturday night, we pack the convention center with eight amazing matches featuring some of Canada's most exciting indie wrestlers. Tickets are on sale now at nationextremewrestling.com.